Mac. G. What up, bro? Man, you know, another week, yeah, another man. day, another dollar, some more work. Yeah, man, you got it. Episode 49 tonight. Yeah, man, I think this one's going to be special. Yes, sir. Last week was special, though. I got a lot of good feedback about last week. I was actually questioning it a little bit, but I got a lot of good feedback from some people. A lot of inboxes, texts, all that. Yeah. You know, uh, that was the first show back. It was, a, you know, a little rusty, but uh, I think we're going to make up for it tonight. Uh, bringing a living legend on to uh, sit down and have a discussion with us tonight. Indeed. Um, indeed. But before... Um, we bring him on. We actually have a guest host tonight. A uh, who? Uh, guest host. A guest host. Yes, sir. Uh, so, man. you want to do the honors? Uh, I'm gonna bring her on. Yeah, I do the honors, man. So tonight, <laughs> so tonight we got a, a special guest host. Uh, I don't have all my all my notes in front of me, but you know what I'm saying. She is an educator. She is from. The town she's from Coldwater, well known, uh, reputable, and currently she's a principal. And uh, we we gotta talk about the stuff that she has going on because I know last time she was on the show she was finishing up or close to finishing up some things. So we'll get with her and see what she had with that. But without further ado, we're gonna introduce you to Principal Brittany. What's up? Hey y'all. Yeah. I like that we all are representing our classes tonight. Oh six in the building. Oh five, the best. <laughs> best what? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess you know. Shout out to O three, man. I won't say what we are, but you know, what, what saying, uh, what's, what's understood don't have to be explained. What, or whatever what the young people, or whatever the young people be saying. What was their motto? The main focus is to remain focused. Yep. Oh, okay. They ain't focused. Like they, <laughs> they ain't focused. Yeah. <laughs> the main focus is to remain focused. Y'all ain't focused. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, look. So we we don't want to waste a lot of time tonight. Uh, like I said, uh, we have a a living legend uh, on with us tonight. Uh, y'all see the title from Cold Water with Love uh, featuring uh, Mr. Charles Crowther. Uh, I think he needs no introduction, uh, but we all know he's an educator, uh, coach, principal, uh, community leader, father, grandfather. Uh, you know, the list just goes on and on. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we're pleased to welcome Mr. Charles Crowther to Sticks and Stones. Yeah. It's Crowther. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I am so happy to have this opportunity. Yeah. And kudos yeah, to yeah. you guys for creating so such a program that has taken some foresight, some wisdom, and whatever uh, it takes to create a program like this. I've never dreamed of something like this taking place. <laughs> so kudos to all you guys. And congratulations, Brittany. Uh, Thank you. 
and you guys were talking about class 06 and 05 and and like that i can't identify with those with those numbers <laughs> uh, my numbers go back to 1955 we're gonna get into we're gonna get into all that you know and more um just yeah. jumping into uh you know your childhood and all of that and walking us all the way up you know to what you're doing now uh, uh okay well i'm, I'm here whatever or whatever you shoot at me i'm ready got you but look before we jump into the interview uh so i matt uh your, your san francisco 49ers have reached the super bowl Indeed, <laughs> like like i told you they would yeah you did you did but um and so with, with that being said um we have a promotional ad uh from a good friend of the show uh allison mayweather i don't know why uh, it's up sideways oh okay but yeah uh you guys can reach out to allison mayweather at flights fish and wings for super bowl catering uh we'll get that graphic fixed and come back later in the show um and display it for you guys where you can reach out to her and get those orders in for wings and fish and all that good stuff so you can watch the san francisco 49ers lose to patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs I mean, you gotta make it. You gotta make it to at least have an opportunity to win. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I'm not not gonna pat my hands at that because I don't want to get involved. Uh, (laughs) I have made my prediction, but I'm not gonna let it be known. We inquiring minds want to know, Mister (laughs) Crop. So uh, I put it. The San Francisco 49ers got too strong a running backs to lose to Kansas City. Mm. Just simple. Okay. Yeah. We'll take that. Okay. I, we, I'll, wait, I'll wait next week. I'll say my prediction for, for the show next week. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to next break. Week, next week won't be a prediction. Look. I'm, I'm gonna have to break. I'm gonna have to break some tape now first. Well, I guess it will. It's two weeks. I'm tripping. Yeah, February the 11th. So we got got ahead of myself. Between trying to yeah. Um, well, Mr. Crowder, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the interview. Like I told you, you know, on the phone, we won't waste your time. So okay, um, Brittany, if you want to kick us off. Yes, yes. So, Mr. Crowder, we were talking about our classes, and you talked about you know you being a graduate of class of 1955. Yeah. So thinking about your earlier school years, like what important like, historical events do you remember taking place during those times when you were coming through school? Well, when I was in elementary and, and high school, times were really different. It, it, uh, they were so different that I doubt uh, that you all could identify with them because I went to a uh, I went to a sixth grade elementary school and uh, uh, you had to have a certain number of students in the school for the district, for the county to pay the teacher. So we had, we had uh, children in that school from five years old to 18 years old. 
there was nothing for girls to do to work. So they would go to school till they were 17 and 18 years old to make up the number. Uh, so the district would pay the teacher. But anyway, I left. That school was consolidated when I was sixth grade into my high school, West of Chapel High School, which was at Carthage, my hometown. And uh, the, the West of Chapel went to only to the 10th grade, just like, just like Coldwater did when I came here to Coldwater, went to the 10th grade. And we had to build some rooms. When I say we, the, the, the parent and, and the young men who could work, we, we, we went out to Hattiesburg to Camp Shelby and towed down barracks and, and hauled Loma back to Carthage to build four more rooms and we finally graduated a class, the first class at West Chapel in 1951. Of course, I finished in 55. And we were a really a modern black high school. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were four schools in the, in the county, four black schools in the county. And my principal started the band, started a, a band, and he started football. Uh, in 1952, I was on that first football team in 52, played 52, 53, and 54. And I got out of high school in 54, 55 rather, went to MI College, finished MI College in 1959. And uh, it's a strange thing that happened. Uh, that caused me to come to Tate County. Uh, there was a fellow named Jesse Jackson, and you all know the Jackson, J.A. Jackson, okay. uh, was the barber on the on the dormitory uh, where I resided. And he was a year ahead of me. And he started cutting hair at the city barber shop, and I was the barber on on on, on the dormitory after he had left. And then when he left the city barber shop, uh, Mr. Russell hired me. And of course, people in Coldwater didn't know I was once a barber. But anyway, I I was because uh, at the barber shop cutting a fellow's hair one Saturday and uh, I got to talking with him and he told me he was a principal in Tate County at Fregonia. I told him, I said, well, Mr. Johnson, I say, I'm getting out of college in May and uh, I'm looking for a coaching job. You don't have an opening for coaching, do you? He said, by the way, I sure do. So that's how I came to Coldwater, cutting the principal's hair and got to talking with him. So I came to Coldwater wow. in, in 1959. Uh, he was the principal at Fredonia High School out there where East Tate is, if you all know where East Tate okay. is. 
Mm-hmm. He was principal out there. And uh, uh, Miss Adams' husband, Miss Adams, uh, Brittany, you know Miss Adams? Yes, yes, sir. Miss awesome. uh, Adams' husband was, uh, Mr. Johnson had Mr. Adams coaching, and Mr. Adams didn't want to coach anything. So I took over as a coach, as a coach at uh, Fredonia. But uh, I don't want to carry y'all away from the main subject. But anyway, uh, in in the the latter part of 1959 and the early part of uh, 1960, uh, uh, the state, the county built Tate County Colored High School. Uh, and 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 uh, the three schools, Coldwater, which went to tenth grade, and and uh, Fredonia, where I was working, uh, and Walker High School, were, were combined into uh, Tate County Colored High School. Now, what how this came about is that our. Uh, uh, 1954 uh, decision, uh, I can't recall the name of that decision, uh, uh, the, the uh, they had passed resolutions uh, to, to, to make, uh, to consolidate schools, white schools and black schools. Mm-hmm. But uh, Many of the southern states uh, decided that if if they if they go integrate schools, uh, we better build the blacks. They, we were colors then. We better build the colors some schools, and maybe they won't integrate. Mm. So so in Tate County, they built Coldwater. Colored, no, not Coldwater, Tate County Colored High School. And in DeSoto County, they built uh, Olive Branch Delta Center. Hernando was already built. And in Marshall County, they built Sand Flat and Bahia. And and in uh, Panola County, they built Como High School. And in Tunica, they built Rosenwood High School. All in an effort to keep from uh, integrating, so our, so in 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 1960, Tate County Colored High School uh, became the high school for colored children in Tate County. Now, that would appear to some folks to be really a good thing. And in one in one way, it was a good thing because we had uh, indoors toilets, we had a library, a gym, we had hallways where the children could walk up and down the hallways, and we had a cafeteria. All of those things were great for the for the for the. Uh, I keep saying black kids in Coldwater or in in Tate County, but. Uh, uh, we were colored in those days. Sometimes we were Negroes. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he'll have experienced that. Uh, but uh, that appeared to be good. But when you turn around and look at all of the all of the the, the rural black kids in Tate County were bused to one school, Tate County Colored High School. Can you imagine how early those kids had to get up at the corners of, of the county and the little kids would have to get up so early too in order for them to get to the elementary kid to schools where the high school kids could get to take on a colored high school and uh, uh at eight o'clock at 7 45. Mm. so it was good it was a good thing but it was it was progress in a way mm-hmm. but anyway uh we was consolidated walker Fredonia, and Coldwater was consolidated into one school we became a model school under the leadership of Floyd Miller and Clint D. Moore. We became a model school. We started a band in 62, a football team in 62. Uh, we had a Quism on the Air uh, a group that won multiple times. Now, what a Quism on the Air was, all the black schools in Memphis, in all the black schools in North Mississippi that was close enough to Memphis to go to DIA and participate. Uh, uh, we had a quiz, Quism team and the, the, the uh, overseers of this program would ask students questions. The questions was come, would come from the commercial appeal and press cemetery during the week. And we competed against Melrose, Hamilton, all of those schools and the schools in North Mississippi, Rosenborg. And we won multiple times. Uh, I don't know whether you all know or any of the teachers that was uh, sponsoring that, that was Shirley Hankerson. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And Shirley, yes, sir. Shirley Roseman, Bo Reed Walton. I think Bo Reed had left before y'all came along, long before y'all was heard of. But anyway, we became a model school. Uh, we won several basketball championships. Uh, conference championships. Uh, as a matter of fact, we should have won more uh, uh, championships, but there was a fellow named Freddie Robinson. I don't know whether history will reveal him to you all. Freddie Robinson was the best high school basketball player I have ever seen or known. Mm. He was so good. Now, now I have seen a lot of good basketball players in my day because I grew up in Carthage, Mississippi, and in those days we played state tournaments. And 
the black uh, championship, the black state championship in Mississippi would go to the black national tournament, which was held in Nashville, Tennessee. In my high school, after I had finished, uh, won the state, and we didn't have a gym playing on the ground. We won the state tournament, and there were a lot of schools in Jackson and Meridian and Laura and different places with gyms. But we won the state tournament and went to Nashville to the uh, National Black Basketball Tournament. So I have seen some good basketball players. But Freddie Robinson was so good until he integrated Sonatobi Gym, Melvin Cathy's Gym. The white guys uh, in the county, some of them, some farmers, heard about Freddie Robinson. So they came to Sonatobi to Melvin Cathy's Gym to see him play. And they saw him play. And after they had seen Freddie play, uh, I was working with the agriculture department out of Sonatobia, and one of those farmers, I went out to measure his cotton, and he got to talking about Freddie Robinson. And excuse the, the wording, but he said, Charles, Charles, that nigga sure can play. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't realize who. <laughs> I guess he got carried away, and he didn't think about who he was talking to me. <laughs> but anyway, to make a long story short, they heard about Freddie Robinson in Memphis. Now, the reason we didn't win an extra conference tournament, uh, a conference tournament, because of Freddie Robinson. But anyway, they heard about Freddie in Memphis, and in '68. Uh, uh, the newspapers or either the DIA or somebody decided to get the best black basketball team in Memphis and, and, and get a game between Tunica Rosenport with Freddie Robinson to play at the Coliseum in Memphis. And I didn't go but I was told there was about 7,000 folks out there. And, uh, and you know, Memphis always thought they was better than Mississippi. Thanks. But I was told, uh, um, <laughs> I was told that when they threw the ball up uh, and, uh, and the ball was taken down, Freddie Robinson took the ball down to the goal and jumped up. And this is absolutely the truth. Freddie jumped up above the rim, looked up in the bleachers, smiled, and dunked the ball. <laughs> now, uh, now, now, Jordan, I have seen Freddie do that. Uh, I have seen him do that. Uh, he scored 56 on us in Melvin Cathy Gym. And, and they beat us in the uh, conference championship. But I have dwelt with that long enough. And uh, I got it, got it off my chest, I guess. So, so, so you're saying the transfer portal was going on even back then? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
it was going on back then. But he was the best high school basketball player I have ever seen. And mm. nobody who saw Freddie will tell you that they had seen someone that was better than Freddie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. I had to take that note down so I can, so I can ask. I see uh, Ray Sean in the comments talking about Coach Dandridge was better. So I'm going to have to ask Coach Dandridge about that. <laughs> now, look, Coach Dandridge, I could go on and on about the, the good basketball players at the County Colored High School. Mm-hmm. Let me briefly uh, 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 tell you some families, and then we'll go on. Uh, do y'all know George McGee? Yes, sir. His mother was named Olivet Mallory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a, ever, I think there was five or six boys in her fam- in that family. And uh, that family, I suppose, supplied Tate County Colored High School with more and, and, and Coldwater High School with, with, with more basketball players uh, than any family. And then Larry Damage's family. Uh, uh, when I think about Larry's family, uh, there was a situation that happened during during the Vietnam War, uh, where uh, I had several boys went to Vietnam uh, in the late 60s. And uh, one from Senatobia and two from Coldwater did not make it back. And one of them was a Danridge. The other one was Homer Taylor. Uh, and that's why that monument is downtown Coldwater. If we have time, I'll, I'll talk about that a little, little later on. Uh, but uh, I lost track of where I was. <laughs> so you're going to have to get me back on track. You you were just talking about all the basketball players you've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lee family. Uh, Miss Catherine Lee. You know, had Roosevelt and Michael. James, the Lee family, Miss mm-hmm. Mallory, Miss 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 Olivet Mallory, uh, family, the Danridge family, Miss Catherine Lee, and I can't forget the Lifford family. Yep. The Lifford family, yep. yeah, that was Casey. <laughs> I'll tell you about Casey. Y- y'all ever heard of Casey Lifford? I haven't. Oh no. We'll see. Uh, uh, most of the boys I had, we were sort of country boys, basketball players. I took my team to to Arkansas uh, to play in a tournament. We stayed overnight. We stayed overnight, and we played into the next night. Uh, but uh, – Casey, Casey is a is a uh, lives in Memphis. He he's in real estate. He's a big real estate person. Lorenzo lives in Coldwater. Uh, 
Richard lived. I don't know where Richard lived. Richard. Richard. Richard lived. He lives in Horn Lake. Horn Lake. Okay. But anyway, uh, we played over there in Arkansas, and uh, one night, and we stayed over there. The families would let us stay with him, and then we'd play into the next night. But anyway, we had played the final night. And uh, we came back and uh, we stopped on 3rd Street. Uh, on 3rd Street. And that was a, that was a, a, a restaurant. What, we, what was that restaurant called? The uh, black restaurant we used to, years ago. Uh, it would stay open all night long and you could buy sandwiches and different things but uh uh, uh casey and i'm uh, he gonna get me for telling it uh <laughs> we we were sitting there about one o'clock and we were eating and casey grabbed me by the hand by the arm and he shook me he said coach when i get out of high school i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna live right in that house in that building right across the street there I said, why, Casey? He said, because I'm going to come over here every morning and eat. (laughs) (laughs) We told Walter had not gone to anywhere to eat in a restaurant except Miss Wright's restaurant. restaurant. Miss Wright had a restaurant over there where the barbershop is now. And that's the only place you could go to eat. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah, and I, and I just want to stay for the record. Uh, somebody said Richard lives in Coldwater. Richard Jr. lives in Horn Lake. So okay, Richard he yeah. lives in Horn Lake. Yeah, and uh, okay, go ahead, Mac. Uh, so to take it back a little bit, you, you talked about your time in, in school and in college. What at what point did you know you want to be an educator, or did it all start from from coaching? Actually. It was a combination of, of both. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, uh, my coach, my principal used to send uh, six boys uh, to various places in the Delta in South Mississippi uh, to play basketball. And we would stay overnight. Uh, and one of the six could not play at all, but he could run his mouth <laughs> and make the other boys play. We had a player on the team named Tom Willie Harris, could shoot, could shoot like Curry, but he wouldn't shoot unless the boy who couldn't play got in his face. <laughs> So the principal would send the boy who could play along with the other five uh, uh, to, uh, to to make them play. Plus the fact the coach had bought him a new Pontiac uh, uh, car and he couldn't half drive. And I was the bus driver for the football team and for the basketball team. And I was the driver for the for the coach. Uh-huh. In high school? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Pontiac. So you you was Edra Kerner before Edra Kerner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, now it's coming together, right, Joy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could I could go on and on. When I was a when I was a uh, about fourteen to fifteen years old, uh, we had to make money by cutting what we call pup p u l p pup wood, mm -hmm. and and pup wood and take it down to the rail station and put it on the rail cars, and that's how we made our money. And uh, we, my daddy had a pup wood truck. That's just a regular truck. So I learned to drive at an early age. That's how I started driving the school buses. And and uh, and and then uh, going and and uh, with the boys uh, making them play, uh, I got interested in coaching. And being an educator. When I went to MI College, there was a there was a, a, a the second best teacher I ever had in my life named W. Haston Carter. And uh, if you took a class under him, you was inspired to to teach. Mm -hmm. I wanted to teach mathematics, but the mathematics teacher was not a very good teacher. The best teacher, best teacher I ever had was. Uh, named Florence Whitterton, and she taught math at West Chapel High School, and she didn't play. She didn't play. Uh, if y'all think Shirley Roseman was, y'all heard of Shirley Roseman? Yes, sir. Y'all think yeah. she was yeah. tough? Florence Whitterton was tough. She would slap a boy's face. I don't care if he was 19 years old. <laughs> Up at the board. But that was it. That you know that happened in those days. It wouldn't happen right. now. You wouldn't. You wouldn't hit nobody's child now. But uh, having good teachers inspired me to become an educator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I know a lot of people that would attest. To your leadership, your mentorship skills and teaching, uh, all of us I've heard from our parents and so many others. So uh, I know, but what I was going to ask because I heard you say from telling the boys to play. So were you the were you the one that was going that was, that was making them play? I was the one. <laughs> I, I could not sneak that in on us. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who couldn't play. That was real smooth, Mr. Kraft. Uh, that was pretty smooth how you put that in there. <laughs> that's right. I could play, but I could make the guys play. Hey. And that's how I got to go. Mm -hmm. mm. And, yeah. you know, just for reference uh, purposes, uh, you mentioned MI, which is, I think I've been told, is Mississippi Industrial, which was in Holly Springs, correct? That is correct. Um, and so who, who would you say, uh, I guess coming up, uh, would be your hero or role model, uh, back in those days, who did you look up to in those days? Well, uh, I looked up to, uh, uh, 
or in high school, I looked up to Henry Lee Turner. He was a he was an outstanding uh, a, a basketball player. And have y'all heard of LaFed Shriveling? I have not. Can't say I have. Uh, if you do research on the Fed Stribling, he is a he he is a whole history book. The Fed Stribling went to a county school in the county where I grew up, and uh, he became a real good basketball player, and he got a scholarship at Mississippi Industrial College. And you ask. Who, who, who would I look up to? He was two years ahead of me. I would look up to him. Now, the Fed Stribling uh, left Grenada as basketball coach and went to Valley State. And Valley State was in the SWAC, still is. The mm -hmm. Fed won the SWAC and took. Okay, you got it. And took and 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 took Valley State to the NC2A, where he played. Uh, I forget what team he played. He's the best dressed man in America. <laughs> Look at that white suit. He's the best dressed man in America. He lived in Jackson, Mississippi. After he left Valley, he went to Tougaloo to coach. And so he made pretty good money. He had a tailor to come from New Orleans to dress him. And uh, as a matter of fact, he played Duke. Yeah, he played that's Duke. what I was just reading. I was going to say they played the uh, Blue Devils under Coach Chichesky. Yeah, they sure did. Uh-huh. But he passed away about two years ago. And he's he's uh, doing some research on him. He is some kind of personality. He is some kind of personality. Uh, for the way he dressed, the way he, you know, that he did, he dressed, and the way he coached. He was a very good coach. He finished his coaching career at Tougaloo College. You all familiar with Tougaloo? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tougaloo, Tougaloo is north on the north side of Jackson, Mississippi. It's a historical uh, black school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Yeah. But anyway, that's how I got into got into coaching. And and then our when I went to MI College, there were a lot of there were not a lot of areas that you could go into to make a living. Teaching was number one uh, uh, area for uh, for black blacks, uh, very few blacks. Some would go on to medical school at Meharry in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, if you could afford to go to a couple of more black schools, and if you were lucky enough, you could somehow. I don't know whether you could get into a predominantly white school before the sixties. Mm -hmm. It was just. You just couldn't do that. Uh, you all have not lived that that life. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 
the only way you could be seen on the University of Mississippi campus, you had to have a mule and a wagon hauling trash going across there. Mm. Wow. But that's the way the time, you know, the times were. That's mm. the way they were. Yeah. And uh, of course, we've gotten, hopefully, we've gotten past that. And uh, never, never to go back there again. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And Brittany, Brittany, you will you will turn out wonders when it comes to it's no telling when you get to retirement age and you look back at your children, you're gonna be amazed at what they have turned out to be. Yes, sir. I know that because I know you and I know you. You're going to get it out of them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, um, Mr. Crowder, you mentioned uh, starting off in Fredonia and then uh, coming on to Coldwater. Um, My next question is, what were your initial thoughts uh, upon arriving in Coldwater about the town first and then the school? Well, I'll tell you what, I uh, I left Holly Springs and I caught a ride with a fella. Uh, his folks lived in the North Park Coldwater up the other side of the skating rink. And uh, he liked to drink corn whiskey. And I wanted to get to Coldwater because I had not seen Coldwater. And that guy stopped at least a dozen times at somebody's house. Well, well, he drank corn liquor. And I was not a person who would drink liquor. And I certainly, becoming a teacher in Tate County, I wasn't going to put my mouth close to no Because <laughs> the word got out that this fella who's going to be coaching was over there drinking whiskey. I was probably looking for another job. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was very fortunate uh, uh, because I, I, I roomed and boarded with Lois Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where Patrick Carter's shop is? You know yes. the house in front of his shop? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Lois Gillespie. Yes, I remember. And uh, and and, and uh, several of us men uh, roomed and boarded there, and uh, I would ride out to Freedonia with the principal Elmo Johnson, and uh, Wycliffe Moore was was boarding there. Y'all know Wycliffe, or Brittany know Wycliffe? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know? He yes, was, sir. He, okay. He was a quiet, one of the quiet directors. Yeah, he played, he played at uh, Elvis Chapel. Yeah, that's right. Sure yep. did. Uh, now, I was talking about Tate County Cullen High School a little while ago, and I was telling you it was a mall high school, <clears> and <throat> I, got off, I got off track when I got talking about basketball because I got excited with basketball and the, and, and the, uh, and the quiz them on the air. But do you know that the band got invited to play in the Rose Bowl Parade? 
did not. Went to California, Los Angeles, and played in the Rose Bowl Parade. And the wow. uh, and uh, uh, the Avants were, were the were the the Avant girls were the, the uh, what you call the majorettes. Mm -hmm. They just met buried Miss Avant, their mother, a couple of years ago. But that was one of the greatest things that ever happened to Tate County Colored High School. Hey, Miss Crowther. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but, but I wanted to get that in uh, going to the going to the uh, Rose Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely didn't know that. Yeah. And look, Mr. Crowther, I'm gonna show you this comment real quick. Uh this is your your church. We got somebody from uh Base Chapel watching with us tonight. They said shout out to our amazing member. We're proud of you. Oh thank you, thank you. But what did I think of the town? Uh now my hometown was not a very big town. It was bigger than Coldwater. Coach, you don't have to be big. I I just took it in stride. I was so happy to get a job. Uh, my pay was uh, three hundred and twelve dollars a month. Wow. That's my coaching, and, and and that's what I was making three hundred twelve dollars a month for eight months. And the, and the bad thing about it now, uh, it's it's amazing how students were able to to make good grades and go on to college because we all of Tate County schools were on what we call split session schools. Uh, ninety percent of the black kids uh, 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 was associated with farming, and uh, uh, they would get out of school in April, and then May and June they had to chop cotton. Do y'all know what chopping cotton is? Mm -hmm. We've heard about it. You've heard about it? Yes. You've seen a hole that people use in the yard? Mm -hmm. People, the kids had to take a hole and chop cotton from about 7.30 in the morning till about 11.30 in the morning. And then from one o'clock in the afternoon till about five or six o'clock in the afternoon. Now you talk about hard work, that's just, just constantly chopping. But anyway, 90% of the kids were associated with farming one way or the other. So they would have to stay out of school. We'd get out of school in, in April. May and June, they would be chopping cotton. And our... I think it was July 
In August, we went to school. Can you imagine going to school with no air conditioning? <clears throat> or in July and August. And, uh, and, and then when September came, or uh, they had to, after being in school two months, they had to drop out of school and pick cotton for September and October. And we would go back in November. Uh, now, the schoolhouses, the schoolhouses, out at Walker, which is out west, mm -hmm. uh, they had two two of the schoolrooms with dilapidated school buses, dilapidated school buses, buses that had been used to there was no good no more, and the kids had to sit in the seats uh, of of the school buses, and. Walker had a, a, a couple of more rooms. They were in better shape than Fredonia. Fredonia, where I worked, uh, part of the school uh, was the remnants of, of uh, uh, the remnants of a older school. And the rest of the school, when I say the remnants of a of an old school, are is that uh, where you guys took the the wood from uh, Camp Shelby, or was that something else? Uh, that's where they had taken the leftover woods from the sawmills in Tay County. Oh, okay. Leftover wood from we call it slabs, mm -hmm. and that whole school. I would say about sixty percent of that school was uh, was made out of uh, of of that uh, of, of those woods wood wood planks. Mm. That's tough. Good, Joe. Yeah, yeah, we good. All right, uh, go ahead. So, Mr. Crowder, you taught many of us and our parents, uh, like like we spoke about before. So, how do you think, or how did your identity as a black educator influence your teaching style back then? How did it influence my teaching style? Yes, sir. You probably will never believe this, but the majority of young teachers are developed by their students without the students knowing it because Young students, 
and older students want to be taught. They come to school bright eyes, eager to learn. And when a teacher going out to a room and meet those young children wanting to learn, you say deep in your heart, I cannot let these children down. Yes, sir. I cannot let them down. Yes, sir. And Brittany will tell you that. Kids want to learn. And I imagine when Brittany got teachers who don't want to teach, she get upset with them. Because I take it personal. Yes, sir. <laughs> Do you? Yes, sir. Kids want to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, a person that's got a heart and you in a classroom, you expect it. It's, it's just something about you as a teacher that make you want to help those children learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Mr. They, Pastor, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gone. You go ahead and finish, uh, Mr. Crafter. No, uh, if you fail to teach those children, when you go home, you feel like you have left a job undone and you can't sleep at night. I've known I've known people who really want, didn't want to be a teacher, but when they got in the classroom and saw what those children expected of them, they became good teachers. And if they couldn't become a good teacher, they shook the dust from their heels and moved on. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, Ms. Crafton. We know teaching is a hard job, but it's a hard job. You know, you got to have your heart in it. Um, but just thinking about, you know, we heard you talk about how it was when you were brand new in the profession and all of that. But going to the times like the mo- more recent times when you were like principal at Coldwater, um, like today's times, like we deal with a lot of bullying and it stemmed from social media. And I know that there wasn't, a you know, a major issue in those times, like when we were coming through. And so what was you considered to have been the most challenging issue in, re- in regards to students at that time? In your principalship. <laughs> Trying to figure out which road to take. Or, or I, I was faced with uh, difficult situations uh, with the cell phones, with the it's still a problem. With with with, with uh, kids wanting to wear pajamas to school, and and you 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 say to yourself, "I'm old, and I need to get with it." And then you say that I don't know whether I need to get with it or whether they need to get with it. So 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 making the right decision would be the challenge, the great, the greatest challenge that I had. 
you want to you, you, you meet the children, the students halfway, but you don't want them to get off course. And, and that's, a, that's a tough decision. And I don't know what I would do in today's uh, education uh, uh, arena. I don't know what course I would take. Yep. Um, I, I want to ask a question uh, before Brittany uh, asks hers. You, um, you're, you're at Tate County. At what point uh, did they switch over to Coldwater High School? Okay, uh, we saw that coming, and we at Coldwater, the white school and the black school, I think 90% of the teachers saw that coming and prepared for it. So we really didn't have any notable conflicts uh, in 1970. We had a principal's HB level and you could talk to HB level. Uh, he was not a person who had already made his mind up about how things were gonna be. We could go into his office and express ourselves. When I say that, I'm talking, most of the time, the black teachers would have gotten together and said, this is the course, this is the direction we need to go. And uh, somebody would be the spokesperson that would go in there. And I can't remember him not trying to understand our situation. So uh, I think we got along quite well. And of course, I'm, I guess I'm boasting, we had some good teachers. We had Sheldon Roseman, Sheridan Hankerson, John Hankerson, Gene Moore. We had some dynamic teachers. Alice Wright. We, we, could, we could stand our ground. My wife, Louise, she didn't yes. take no junk. Not at all. I know that because I live with I, I bet she's listening, but if she's not listening, don't y'all tell her what I said. If we mean Mr. Crowder, that must mean she still don't take no junk. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Uh, Mr. Crowder, I remember when you came back to being a principal. Um, I don't know what happened, but I remember they were saying, Mr. Crowther coming back and he don't play. So we were afraid of you. And that was when we were in high school because you had that reputation of you not taking any junk either. And so, but in that meantime, like what did you do in the meantime and what brought you back to being a principal at Coldwater? Um, when you left and you just, you came back and you got us in shape, but you no. Know. Well, I, I left, I left in, I think in 93, uh, I have a handicapped son mm -hmm. and my wife had, uh, had gotten a, she had retired from the school and gotten a job and she was traveling all over the United States uh, 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 doing uh, 
uh, uh, doing, uh, I can't think of the word right now, uh, for uh, a company called CCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she had to travel, so I retired and uh, stayed at home. Of course, I had my years in. I didn't mind retiring. Uh, but anyway, I love Coldwater High School. I, n- I never lost my love for Coldwater High School. And after I had left, uh, Coldwater High School went down. Uh, uh, it's, it's the state put it on probation. And uh, and I hated to see that happen. And the superintendent asked me if I would come back uh, as principal for one year. And I told him that I'll come back for two years because if there are some teachers over there that are not doing their job, and I come back for one year, they still won't do their job. I said, I need to come back for two years so they either can start doing their job or I'm going to fire them. And I had to fire a couple. <clears throat> and, I uh, thank you, Mr. Crafton, for that. Because it did directly impact all three of us that's on here. So thank you. Yes. I'm trying to figure out if, if Lean on Me was shot in cold water now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it so what, like it. what what year was that? You left in '93. So what year was that? I came back in 2000 and stayed to 2002. I think this. I think this word was. Now I'm not as young as I obviously as I used to be. So I, I lose track of, of things. We're gonna we're gonna take that But uh, but anyway. In those two years that I was back, those I don't know, but I had the best group of teachers. And we brought that school back from level one to level three, which is the average. And then after I left, it went back down. I don't know who was principal. But it went back down, and I hated to see that happen. And you know what? Who? Mr. Beard. Yeah. Was it Mr. Beard? He was over there when we first came because I was seventh or eighth grade when Mr. Crafter was there. I don't don't know. Mr. Beard. Mr. Beard followed me. Okay. Yeah, he followed me. He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but it just didn't work out. And then he left and went to Tunica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, I guess, you know, you, you left, you left in 93, uh, and then, you know, you come back in the 2000s. So obviously, you know, you're dealing with, you know, a different generation. At that right. time. So what would you say were some of the, uh, I guess, differences between, you know, when you left, and then when you came back, as far as the, the students go, trying to, you know, lead the students. Yeah. Well, like Brittany say, I think my reputation preceded me. 
I think when they heard that I was coming back, the some many of the parents had been my students, and 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 they probably uh, got their children in line if they were not in line. <laughs> Sometimes your reputation uh, helps. Now, I don't know whether that will. I don't know whether that will happen uh, when the uh, 49ers. <laughs> get on the field. <laughs> yeah. Have I started something? No, 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 no. You good. Nah, Mr. Crowder, he, he don't have a dog in the fight. He, he just talking. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, man. Uh, so, Mr. Crowder, doing, I guess, any time at Coldwater High or even before, during your career, are there like any particular moments that stand out as most memorable? I'll tell you what, there have been so many, there have been so many things that has taken place during my career at Tate County Color High School at uh, Redonia at uh, Coldwater High School, Tate County Colored High School. Uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm selfish. I, I, I don't think there are any better students, uh, any school had better students that we have had at Tate County Colored High School and at Coldwater. I agree. There, there was, there, I, you can't believe. Mm-hmm. You can't believe. Uh, I had a, I had a little old manager. He wouldn't little. He was little when he started. Her, uh, used to keep scores for me. And uh, as a matter of fact, two or three managers have 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 have, have manifested themselves into being something great. Uh, Wayne King, he's got, you know, he's got the place right there on the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ronnie King, the right, the right Reverend Ronnie King. Do y'all know him? I heard the name before. Yeah. Was, I, say I heard the name, but he I don't know. Chaplain. He was chaplain in the military. And he is the he is the pastor of one of the largest churches in North Memphis for right now. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's just that's just one or two. Uh, I could name no telling how many or students who have gone on to make cold water. See, that's what happens. Uh, most of you all. Y'all, y'all leave us here in Coldwater because <laughs> y'all got to go somewhere else uh, 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 to express what you want to do in life. Because Coldwater don't have uh, 
much to offer. Yes, of course, sir. you know, there are a few things there. Mm -hmm. But uh, 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 I just I just don't know. It's just a lot of, uh, if, if I could think, uh, there's a lot of exciting things that I could think about uh, cold water. I don't know which one I would put up at the top. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, you know, that's Trail Kimmons, but the trail made himself. Trail made himself. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, because uh, when I went back to Coldwater in in 2000, uh, it was raining one day after school, and I came out of the building, and here come a young man with a tie around him, a tie, a, 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 a tie, a rope around the tie, and the rope around him in the rain. With the parachute. That's right. <laughs> so, so Trail, uh, he was, he was, uh, the good Lord gave him the inner spirit to do what he did. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, his mom, his mom was a great tractor too. Yeah. She ran for Coach Harrison. She ran for Coach Hankerson, but she never got to reach the heights that he did. Uh -huh. Yep. Yep. And there were, there were football players and there are lawyers. Yeah, there's just so many people. Yeah. And, 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 and you guys are doing something that's unprecedented. Nobody has done this before. <laughs> so, so you got to pat yourselves on the back. Thank and I don't know. Yes, sir. I don't know. I don't know how that idea was born, but it was born, and you are making the good of it. And it's no telling where it will go. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so uh, I'm pulling for you and pushing for you. And Appreciate we got that restaurant and eat some more fish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, look, Mr. Crowther, do you, do you, uh, you need to take a break or anything? We got a little bit more for you, um, but you need to take a break or you're good to keep going? Uh, I want to, uh, I hate to keep going back. Uh, but and then I'll take a break. When I started to high school, I, it was when I started the school, it was a period where there had not been decent schools for black people. Uh, I was told 
by a reliable source that in 1903, there was a man named James Vardaman running for governor of Mississippi. He later became known as the great white chief. I was told that he said, if y'all will vote for me, for governor, I will not financially support black schools. What? Yeah. And he won the governorship. To make a long story short, between 1910 and the 40s, there were very little financial support for black schools. And what happened, there was a man named uh, Booker T. Washington and there was a, another man who was president of Sears Roebuck. Uh, he provided financial support for black schools. I think that was 4,900 black schools built between 1910 and 1932. And when I came along, the remnants of the schools that were there in 1932 was still around. I wanted to get that in because uh, uh, it's one of my things that I like to talk about. But anyway, we'll take a break. And okay. Then, okay. Yeah, take a break. Do what you need to do. We'll we'll run through these ads and. Uh, We'll uh, move on to uh, the second part of the interview. Okay. I'm going to get me some coffee. All right. Mac, if you want to. This crowd was looking for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, he mentioned the Super Bowl. So, uh, as y'all know, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, unfortunately. The, in who? the Super Bowl. The who? <laughs> I said the the, San, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he tried to whisper the, the second team. I don't like that. Oh, okay. But listen, uh, uh, if y'all want some of that good fish that uh, Mr. Crowther, you know, was talking about getting up here to Horn Lake, Mississippi uh, and, and eating, uh, Flights Fish and Wings is offering Super Bowl catering. Uh, I'm not going to read uh, the menu for you, but uh, you can see it there. Uh, you can stop by. Orders must be placed and paid for by February the 8th. So don't wait till the last minute. Orders got to be picked up between 3.30 and 5.30 on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, y'all get there or call and uh, go ahead and get them orders in. Uh, Sticks and stones picking up all the wings that don't get picked up by 5.30. Yes. Uh, 40-piece whole wing and 40-piece catfish strips. $109. You can't beat that with a stick. Can't. So, uh, yeah, just uh, stop by a call, uh, get at them for uh, your Super Bowl catering. Uh, what yeah. else we got next, Matt? Uh, 
man, I just want to tell them again, stop at flights because flights will get you right. You feel me? The yeah. best price is the best food. Get you a 50 piece, get you a 40 piece, whatever you want. Holler at our people. And we're going to listen. I know this on the bottom of the slide, right? But I, I need to read this again. Orders must be placed and paid by February the 8th. Must be picked up between 3.30 and 5.30 on Super Bowl Sunday. Because they want to watch Super Bowl too. Exactly. And I, I sent some invoices out today with all the instructions. And the first email I got was asking about the instructions. So I know they're not going to read to the bottom of this slide. So I just want to reiterate, man. Paid by the eighth. Placed by the eighth. All right, then we can move on. Let me see what yeah. we got next. Next, we got the money bouquets because y'all been asking about them. You know, Valentine coming up. You know what I'm saying? You want to get your boot thing, some money bouquet. Hey, we got that too. So Yes, sir. So, yeah, uh, get at Allison Merriweather for your money bouquets. Uh, like I said, y'all see it on the screen. Bouquets for any budget. Uh, you can DM, DM her on Facebook or you can reach out to 662-913-9680. Uh, but uh, ser serious inquiries uh, only. So uh, you, you see the flyer and uh, we'll be posting it on the page uh, sometime yeah. tomorrow so you guys can uh, get that information. So you don't text and call asking stupid questions. So hey, uh, don't. My bad, Joy. This is Sticks and Stones where hard things are said well. So, hey. You feel me? And don't, don't inbox Allison asking for the prices because they on the flyer. Yeah. So check the flyer, find out what you want, and then inbox Allison and inquire about getting it. Not inquire about the information that she's already provided from one business owner to another. She's too busy to be telling you the price of two dollar bills when it's on the flyer <laughs> so keep that in mind yeah so and, and look even beyond valentine day if you want these for your right. wedding you want, you want something different get you get you some get them bridesmaids some money bouquet so hey you, you can be different mm -hmm. so. i be seeing them doing all up and down my timeline for birthdays so yeah uh, my, my guy on on 16 blocks, say every day a birthday. Most def said on 16 block. Every exactly. day is a birthday. Exactly. Get you some, get you some money, bouquet. Yep. And look, Matt, I think we got a little bit more time left before Mr. Crowther comes back. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, run the sponsorship if you got it up. Hey, if you need that sponsorship, get at us. Yeah. Get you right. You need a song, any of that for your business, tap in. Yo. We back for another episode of Sticks and Stones. This episode is brought to you by Chaz Fade from none other than my homie Chaz A. McCaskill, licensed master barber located at Enhanced Barbershop, 2317 West University Drive, Suite 173, Den, Texas. Phone number 662-288-3692. Pull up on my guy, man. He'll get you right. Tell him Sticks and Stones sent you. Whether you want the waves, the fade or edge up on the braids. Whether you got dreads or you trying to switch it up because you're on the run from the feds. Go see my guy, man. He's going to get you right. Doors open. Come in. Have a seat. Make an appointment. No line. No wait. VIP. Yeah, man. So shout out to uh, Allison.
Merriweather, Allison Hill Merriweather, class of 2004. And Chaz A is class of what? 2002? Oh, oh, is he two? Or 01. Okay. Yeah. Get, they probably get mad about that, him and his classmates, but I think he's. I think it might be oh one. Okay. Yeah. So uh yeah, shout out to them. Uh black entrepreneurs uh thriving and surviving out here uh in these streets. 2001 per Candace Boulder. Appreciate you, Candace. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, man, so far, uh this first half, uh Mr. Crowther, you know, just been landing on us, man. Like a lot of stuff did. We didn't know, like you said, Mac. We got to reach out to Coach Dandridge and see what he think about uh, the greatest basketball player uh, that Mr. Crowther has ever uh, seen. Yeah, man. And, this I, I need to find out. I'm definitely gonna hit Coach and find out. Oh, we're gonna get him on and talk about it. Yeah, so, so we can get that. We might have to call. Let Mr. Crowther call in on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to see yeah. what's up with this white chief guy and his boating. Yeah. And uh definitely did not know that uh he was a barber. So uh, right. Yeah, that yeah. was very fascinating. Yeah. Uh yeah. So, so uh yeah. I was the wrong one. But hey, all the look, who's that? Awesome? History, listen, all the we everything checks out. I just want to show y'all yeah. that not that y'all questioning it anyway. I thought that was Boss Hall from Deuce Hazard, man. So, uh, Mr. Crowther, you back? Yes, sir. We're ready to uh, keep going. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, again, you know, we just finished up talking about, you know, your time uh, at Coldwater High School. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, your wife, Mrs. Crowther, who was also an educator, you know, there. Right. Uh, so, uh, I guess before we uh, get into uh, being married to an educator, can you kind of talk to, or I guess kind of speak to a little bit about how that relationship uh, came about, uh, you getting the cold water and uh, meeting Miss Crowd? Well, <clears throat> I hate to reveal this. I wish I could let her reveal it. But our, we were in a basketball tournament down at North Panola. It was in Como then. And our, our, the, she was doing her practice teaching at the, at the school there in Como. And uh, the teachers would usually sit on the stage behind the benches where the basketball coaches and players would sit. And uh, this nice little girl was sitting behind me <laughs> in a chair for one game and the second game. And I was, I said, I see. I'm gonna say something to this lady, <laughs> and uh, I uh, got up enough nerve to ask her 
when this tournament is over, would she go to Memphis with me? And she said that if you win this game that you're fixing to play, I'll go. And we were playing Coma when Coma were a better team than we had. Some across the barrel. At halftime, we went down in the dressing room. I got in Ram's face. And I got in two or three more guys' face. And I knew how bad I wanted to take this girl to Memphis. And so the only way to do it is to win this ball game. <laughs> and I had faith in my ball players that they weren't going to let me down. And, uh, and uh, we won the game. And I say, are you a lady of your word? (laughs) (laughs) She hesitated. And she called her brother over. And she later told me, she told her brother that I'm going to go to Memphis with this fella. And, uh, if something happened to me, y'all know who to get. <laughs> so so we went to Memphis and we went to this nightclub that was late at night, because uh, it was it was late when we it was about one o'clock when we was in this club. And uh and the drum, the 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 the, the uh, uh, the band was playing and they had a drummer and he could play, he could sing like Sam Cooke and he was singing lights, turning way down low, music soft and slow. Somehow we had to go and that's where it's that pretty baby. And I said, that's where it's that pretty baby. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so you know you you guys get married obviously you're both you know in education um so would you say that uh both of you guys being in education did that make things easier on your home life or would you say you know it made things harder or or neither i would say neither uh because we left our our work at school. We left our work at school. Uh, We didn't, uh, it was not good to, if you're husband and wife and you're teaching at a school, it's not good to come home and run your mouth about a student or certain students. Uh, uh, That has to be independent. Uh, so, uh, so we left our, we left our work at school unless that was something that, that we could do to make things better. Mm -hmm. So I would say, 
I would say neither wasn't harder or wasn't easier. Yeah. 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 I love that, Mr. Crafter, because I know both of you um have bold personalities. And so, you know, you were a principal. And I remember when Ms. Crafter came back to take the place of, of an English teacher um, that we had lost, like, you know, due to an accident. And so uh -huh. that was something that I was going to ask, like if you if she didn't agree with the decision you made or something like that, how y'all were able to just keep it in the school and, you know, it didn't affect what you had going on at home. Yeah, that's right. We kept it in the school. It, uh, she had, you know, you know, you know, my wife, she has her opinion. And she's going to stick with it. And I got mine. So we didn't let that make our home life better or worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So aside from what you just gave, based on your experience, what advice would you would you give any couples now who are both in education? Well, the first advice I would give them is you need to be dedicated to your job. You need to be dedicated to your job. And that's what that's not just for teaching. That's for whatever you do. You need to be dedicated. And if you're dedicated to your job and you know your job, most decisions that you make are going to be the right decision. If you are dedicated to what you're doing, if you take if you take your job seriously, whatever it might be, uh, 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 you can if you start opinionating and 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 you can get on a conflict at home. Because I got my opinion, you got your opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, so my advice would be uh, do what you can to become dedicated to what you are doing. And uh, of course, always seek advice. You need to, if there's somebody out there that you got confidence in, that you know is doing the right thing, it's nothing wrong with going to that person. Coach, now you don't need to go to that person and come back home and say, so-and-so said so-and-so. Oh, you got an argument there. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, don't need, you don't need that conflict. Yeah. Uh, is that is that coming close to answering what what you asking? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna transition into the the Michael X Crowder scholarship. And so, with that, I know that you've had that established for some time. But can you tell us about the inspiration behind establishing the scholarship and the overall goals with it? Uh, uh, it was a tragic situation when we lost Michael. 
As a matter of fact, it took me years to go through Tupelo where he was lost his life before I could just continue to drive. Yes, sir. And, uh, and uh, he was well thought of at the schools that he had worked. Uh, uh, bus loads of students from a couple of schools came to his service. And uh, we thought long while, how can we pay tribute to him and the young folks that he had touched past, present, and future. And we thought uh, doing a Michael Crawford scholarship is something that can go beyond our lifetime. And uh, I think I think the nature of human beings ought to be that not to be selfish, but try to do something for the unborn generations because somebody has done something for you before you came into this world. And, yes, and no matter who you are, no matter who you are, somebody has laid something down that have impacted your life in a positive way. So we thought we could do that to, to make a contribution to unborn generations. And we are seeking uh, applications. This is a, this is a, this is last day of January. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, uh, I think I think my wife will be uh, talking to counselors, and uh, you can get the applications online. You know, AI, you know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. We've had Orientals. We've had people out of Clarksdale, out of Jackson, Mississippi, Coldwater, but you know, we saw the self, but you'd like to see more Coldwater folks apply. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Crowther, you mentioned about, you know, that there have been several um, students that has been awarded the scholarship, but what is one of your um, favorite uh, success stories like from a recipient of the scholarship? Like somebody took that as the opportunity, you know, for higher education, and now they're just excelling. Do you think of one of, you know? Or would you say that again? Um, one of the recipients of the scholarship. Uh -huh. Like, can you think of one of those like success stories um, from, you know, of one of the students that received it and they used it as an opportunity to like, you know, really jumpstart their career. Um, with the schooling that the scholarship provided them an opportunity with? 
Like, do you all keep up with the the success stories of the recipients? Oh, do we? Keep, mm -hmm. Do we keep? Uh, uh, we don't. Okay. We don't know. Uh, we just know we keep a record of, of who received it, and mm -hmm. we we just wish them the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Now, now you know it with all scholarships. Uh, some 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 students will will get the scholarship and they'll drop out of school uh, after they have gotten it. But you know we don't like for that to happen. Nobody likes for that to happen. But you know that's you know that's life. You know. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. And what what um how many scholarships do y'all give out each year? Oh. We have given as many as five or six. Uh, it depends on how many applications. Uh, I don't serve on that committee. She has a committee of uh, 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 people that comes in and uh, uh, evaluate the scholarships and and make the make the awards. Okay, wife does. Mac just put a comment. Uh, on the screen, on the screen, uh, from uh, Deante saying he's a proud recipient, you know, of the scholarship. So that's one of them. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. You got one of your success stories right there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Deante just returned uh, a few months ago from playing uh, professional football over in Brazil. Really? Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think uh, I saw him. He's going to play in a league and down here in baseball now too, right? A professional yeah. indoor league. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, how what do y'all think of the local paper? Uh, it's not always favorable. The Tate, Tate, is it called the Tate Record the now? Tate Record, yeah. yeah. Used to be the Democrat. We do need to put as much stuff as we can uh, in there because we need to know what's going on. Yes, sir. I agree. Communities. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially good stuff because we're we going to hear all the bad stuff. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. We sure hear a lot of bad stuff. Yes, sir. I don't want to get on my neighbor in town. <laughs> how they deal with children. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yep. Uh, I did look, I, and I don't. Uh, I don't want to dig up anything, but Matt, I, I wanted to reach back and grab grab a question before we took the break, uh, Mister Crowder. I know you said you left. In 1993, um, you know, but as we're talking about news and, uh, you know, reaching out to the Tate record and all the all the things that have happened uh, in Coldwater, you know, especially concerning the school closing. I've yeah. heard a lot of people say that um, that there were rumors or they were trying to close the school back then in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Can you confirm? Is there any truth to that? that? Yes, sir. Wow. They are trying to close the school in the 90s. Uh, 
Strayhorn has more influence on the schools than Coldwater, the Coldwater community. And the supervisors claim, I don't know whether the supervisor who is claimed that we don't have enough money for three high schools, but we do. We do. Uh, and uh, uh, there are, I hear people, I hear ads all the time on the radio and on television about if you owe $75,000 in taxes, call this number. If you make money, you ought to pay taxes. I will happily pay $10 million a year for taxes because I got to make a hundred million. And uh, I think the people, the local people, we just need to, we just need to pay taxes so we can run schools. I think in Mississippi, the state spends $5,900 per child on education. And we are, the state, I think we're pretty close to the lowest in our, of all the states on what we spend on education. So, so uh, even the local, uh, the local people have got to pay more for education because uh, the students are the future. Right. The students are the future. If you don't educate this generation, you're asking for a, 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 a bad generation to follow. Yes, sir. And 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 I don't understand why we 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 can't see that. And I think Tate County, I think I think Tate County can afford three high schools. As a matter of fact, I know they can because Northeast Mississippi. Or have smaller schools and have them for years, and nobody says anything about consolidating them. Mm. I know because I've been over there. But in certain communities, they claim you can't finance the schools. Yep. 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 So they were they were trying to close it back in the nineties. We yep. went. We went to Green. We went to Greenville, Greenwood, or Greenville, and met before the judge back in the nineties. So two or three band loads of us went on there. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I know, you know, uh, it ultimately, you know, ended up, you know, closing this this past year. But you know, definitely want to uh, stop and, and and say, you know, we appreciate. You know all the efforts and all the time and the you know energy you know that yourself and, and many others put into uh, the save save our school you know initiative um, and trying to you know keep it open. Uh, we discussed it at length you know on the show uh, 
you know, in the earlier, you know, episodes. So, okay. But yeah, definitely wanted to uh, just just highlight that. Um, but we'll keep moving on. Uh, I think we, as they say, getting ready to cut across the field. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, go ahead, Brittany. Yeah, so Mr. Crafter, we know you're the founder of the Code Incorporation, which is the acronym for the Co-Water Organization of Leadership Development. Right. Um, so you're still serving our community with your work in the organization. So can you tell us, like, how did that come to fruition? How did you start that? Uh, it uh, came about by discussions uh, with me and Jesse Edwards and some more people about how we could do something for cold water uh, to improve the livelihood of the citizens. Uh, so it just, before we know it, it was, it was just developed. We had a community garden uh, where we, uh, I wrote the uh, Corps of Engineers in Vicksburg about a plot of land. They let us use the plot of land and we raised vegetables over there and people in cold water could come over there and get once it was ready to come over there and get it. Uh, but uh, all of that didn't go well. We had a group of people would come get sweet potatoes when everybody else was in church. We had a, we had a person who was selling tomatoes, green tomatoes, and people would get on me about, she's selling green tomatoes. I said, don't worry about that. I said, when those people are buying, who are buying those tomatoes realize that they can come over there and get them free, they're going to be mad as hell. So that happened. And uh, I don't know whether Coal Inc. came about before the War Memorial Program. Or let me give me give me give me two or three minutes on that War Memorial thing, okay? Uh, yes. Jesse Edwards and I go to the same church, and we were sitting in the church one Sunday, and they was uh, in cold water was. Uh, somebody was being being celebrated uh, downtown, which they uh, uh, deserved it. And I told Jesse, I said, you know, I lost two boys in Vietnam, uh, and nobody's ever done anything for those boys. And I say, if you go down the streets right now and ask somebody who is Alba Damage or who is Homer Taylor, uh, nobody would know them. And I say, those boys need to be honored. And that was one from Senatobia. There were several that was injured. My matter of fact, my brother-in-law was injured in Vietnam. 
But anyway, the next thing I know, Jesse had the war memorial Yeah. Okay. Jesse had uh, put on a pride. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. And it collected uh, enough money to put to build the war memorial. And that was done 30 some years ago. And uh, <coughs> and we have well, that was one of the most successful, which it should be. Because every person who lost their lives in the war since World War One that we know of name is on that memorial. And, wow. and those boys were Homer was 19 and Albert was 18. They gave their lives that you and I might sit right here and talk. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and they need to be recognized. And Jesse yes. and, and Jesse put that thing together. And uh, unborn generations will be able to acknowledge it. I wanted to get that in. Yes, sir. Cold and ink. And there are a lot of other things, but I can't think about the other things that cold ink, other than having, you know, trying to keep the school open. Yep. Yep. You you know, and I know you talked about the garden and some of the issues, you know, uh, you know, that you've had with people trying to take advantage uh, of the garden, but, you know, just kind of, I guess, talk about some of the people that are uh, helping you maintain uh, maintain it today. Well, it's not. It's we had to let it go because uh, we couldn't get help. Uh, Patrick Carr. Uh, who? I can't think of who all was. Oh yeah, uh, the Gills. The Gills helping us naturally. Jesse Edwards was what he had time. He was there. Uh, we had we had some good help, uh, and they were given their free time. We had some ladies who was given their free time. Uh, and but it, it, we are. I think we started off. We tried to give every child in Coldwater Elementary School two tomatoes plants. And we told them, we had a session, and we told them that, look, put these tomato plants on a bucket and, and we'll do whatever we need to do to them. We gave them a list of what to do to them and put them in the backyard, and you will have green tomatoes and ripe tomatoes. And uh, that program went, it didn't, it didn't last long. I was hoping that the parents would do it year after year, but they didn't. But we tried, you know, everything's not going to be successful. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got a, a list of names uh, coming in. I'm assuming uh, these are some of the people who helped out. Sharon Johnson, uh, Rosetta Edwards. Lonnie yeah. Edwards, yeah. Uh, Mr. Kelvin Knox. Oh, good Lord, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Another great educator. He's an yeah. expert. He's an expert on gardening. Uh, Mr. Worth Spivel. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Worth Spivel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Appreciate y'all. 
Edwards Five. Yeah. Thank you, Ms. Ver that was uh, Ms. Vernesta Phillips uh, and uh, Allison Merriweather who added those names. So yes, okay, yeah, so, I, I, they, a lot of the names escape me. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, because yeah, you know I was born in '37. <laughs> Blessing. Yeah. 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 Mr. Crowder, we uh got a few more questions, and then we're gonna get out of here, but. Uh, speaking of cold ink, you know, how can our generation or anyone interested get more involved with this initiative? I think you don't have to, or I don't know how you can do it because uh, cold water is divided, unfortunately, right now. And you have got to have some grown-ups who can see the need to do a certain thing and come together and, and do that and not worry about who is the leader or who is going to have more influence. I don't think that's going to happen in cold water. Uh, in the next few years. Uh, uh, I'm partial when it comes to the males of cold water. I don't have a thing against any of them because I know all of them. But when you look and uh, I don't agree with everything that just Edward does. But if you look at what he did, you can't speak against it. A lot of people yes, don't realize that he put a bridge across the railroad track. They don't ever think about that. But that bridge was in bad shape. I and, I, and I thought about if a school bus should, should fall, and in Children Parish, we never would forget that. So I think the greatest thing that he did, which he has done 10 or 12, I know of, putting that, that bridge over that railroad track. And then when you look at it, what has he brought to Coldwater? He brought the library, Coldwater Community Center, Coldwater Culture Center, or the water system, the sewage system, and, uh, and a lot of programs that families benefit off of. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the fire station, the uh, the police station expanded the uh, of the city hall. Uh, by our fruits. Life shall know us. That's right. Our fruits. Life shall know us. See, that's how mankind is known. If you do nothing, you got no fruit. <laughs> if you do something, if you do a lot, a lot of fruit. And you don't, when it comes to politics, when it comes to politics, now I'm old enough to say this, when it comes to politics, 
the person who does the most for the citizens is who you ought to vote for. Not somebody you like, not somebody who can con you, the person who can do, who, who, who does more for the citizenry is who we ought to vote for. That's not just at, 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 the, at the federal level, but that's local, wherever. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I don't think cold water. I, I hope I'm wrong. Cold water somewhat appears to be divided right now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hopefully, um, you know, through this platform, you know, we could try to help bridge that gap, you know, just a little bit, you know, here with what we're, you know, what we're trying to do. So you are absolutely right. You got the right idea. I think you can, it might not take, it, it, it might take a little while, but I think it'll help. I yes, think sir. it'll get the ball rolling. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll put this up uh, for the people. Allison just posted uh, that Mrs. Edwards is planning on restarting the garden this year and that uh, we can con contribute. Uh, we just have to contact her on the Cole Inc. Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Ms. Air was also asked, um, that they sponsored a summer enrichment program that won state recognition in 2011. So that was a wonderful program. I hate to, I hated to see it go. Yeah. I remember that program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gave the students something to do. Yeah. We yeah. have lost a lot of good stuff that what Coldwater once mm -hmm. had. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. We get we we I guess we get too busy. I know I have uh, backed off of a lot of things. Yeah, but I think I think uh, uh, the the program that you you all have uh, uh, can do a whole lot to bring cold water together again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it means a lot coming from you. Well, I appreciate you all letting me voice my opinion on things and run my mouth about things. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor, Mr. Crowther. It's been an honor. Yeah. Um, Mr. Crowther, um, just one more question I have for you as mm -hmm. we get ready to close out. What advice or call to action would you give the current generation of educators like myself, and we have so many others from Coldwater or just around, what call of action or advice do you have for us in regards to the challenges right now in public education or improving our community? Well, I think number one, you ought to set good standards. You ought to set good standards for whatever venture you set out to do. And it's hard to do that because if you start on one path and you start changing, people lose faith and hope in what you're doing. 
So if I were you, I would share my opinion with other educators and see if you can come to uh, come to a point that you can agree on on how to do something uh, uh, for your school or for your uh, I'm sort of losing the thought but uh, with such some good standards now what good is is uh <laughs> people with a different opinions. Uh, but but knowing you, Brittany, I think you, as a student, I saw good in you. And you would make a good leader. You would make a good leader. And leading is not easy. Leading is not easy because some of your best friends are going to disagree with you. Some of your best friends are going to disagree with you. It's very difficult. When I became principal at Coldwater High School, friends that I had had for years ceased to be my friends. But you know what? I kept right on trucking. Yes, I didn't sir. treat them differently. I didn't treat them differently uh, at all because I was in charge. So I wasn't going to take it out on anybody. If they didn't like me, I'm sorry. I just have to examine myself and see am I doing wrong. And if I am, I try to straighten up. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I needed them, Mr. Crapper. Yep. Yep. But you're the right age and you got the right mindset. But it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. You already experiencing that, huh, Brittany? <laughs> yes. I, 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 I really feel good when I think about where Brittany's children going to be, where they're going to be those that are first grade, where are they going to be 12, 14 years from now? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Brittany going to be proud of them. I appreciate you, Mr. Crapper. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I've enjoyed it, uh, guys. We've enjoyed you, Mr. Crowder, and our audience has too. Well, good, good. Yeah, we we had a lot of uh, like I told you the other night, we had a lot of uh, positive feedback, you know, leading up to it. Uh, so I think people. Uh, were uh, excited to to just learn more about you know your background and the history and uh, kind of blend in some of some of the stories uh, and so I know we probably could go for another you know two hours but we won't yeah uh, but I, I can say this you know uh, we we have a lot of more shows planned uh, but we if we don't do another show after tonight uh, I think I could sleep well. Uh, just, just knowing that we got to, you know, sit down with you and, uh, you know, listen to you, you know, talk uh, to us about everything that you've done and you've accomplished and everything that you continue to do, to do uh, today. So uh, uh, it's, 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 it's appreciated. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Definitely, yeah. in, indeed, Mr. Crowder. And uh, next time you you go to flight fishing wings, you know the, the meal is gonna be on. It's on me and Jordan. So just yeah. let us know so we can take care of you. Me in there too, Jermaine. Okay, really. <laughs> Well, you can go three different times and we got you. Yes, yep. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be up there. I want a big piece of fish. That's all they got. It's all big. <laughs> well, I might order two pieces of big fish. That's right. Well, look, well, whatever, you order, it's good. Yeah. whatever you order, uh, like I said, I, we'll, we'll connect with Allison and uh, we'll make sure we get it taken care of. So, okay, okay, yes, sir. Thank so, you. We appreciate you. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, maybe we'll have to connect again. Oh, down yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll let you go. And, Keep up uh, the work. Yes, sir. We, we will thank do this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Brittany, uh, thanks again for sitting in with us tonight. Uh, hopefully, this is not the last time. Yeah. Did you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah. Thank y'all for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Well, look, everybody, this has been episode 49 uh, from Cold Water with Love. We hope y'all enjoyed tonight. Of course, uh, we'll be back uh, next week uh, if the Lord mm -hmm. says episode 50. Mm -hmm. uh, be on the lookout for uh, that announcement dropping uh let's say friday mac we'll drop it on friday and mm -hmm. uh we're gonna keep this thing going so with that being said uh we out hey if we don't drop it friday uh we drop it when we want to because it's our platform right <laughs> <laughs> i was just playing we appreciate y'all tuning in man you know we got to keep it funny on here uh appreciate y'all tuning in and until next time it's been episode 49 Yes, sir. Buck roll.